This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Well, this organ donation story has really become a hot topic today, and it's because of Nova Scotia. That province could soon adopt presumed consent for all organ donations. They'd become the first Canadian province to do so. And Premier Stephen McNeil introduced the bill in the Nova Scotia House of Assembly. The Human Organ and Tissue Donation Act presumes everyone to be a potential donor, allowing those who do not wish to be a donor to opt out. Nova Scotia will be the first jurisdiction in North America to have such legislation. So essentially it means the opposite of what the rest of us have now, and that is right now, if you want to be an organ donor, you have to tell them, I'm going to be an organ uh, donor. They're saying everybody is an organ donor unless you tell us you are not. So there's presumed consent for all Nova Scotians. The legislation to implement this have already been passed in other jurisdictions around the world. In fact, in 2020, the law for organ donation in England is going to change to become as well this deemed consent system. And that means that all adults in England will also be considered to have consented to be an organ donor when they die unless they have added their details to the NHS organ donor registry to say that they do not wish to donate their organs. So why is Nova Scotia doing this? We've had a lot of discussion. You're going to get your chance to weigh in as well. So joining us now is Dr. Stephen Bede, Medical Director for Nova Scotia's Organ Donation Program. Dr. Bede, thank you for joining us. Thank you for the invitation. Can you give us an idea of what led to this decision by the government? Well, we've sort of dealt with donation numbers that are below what we would like them to be for some time. We're a small program, but we've had good numbers, just not good enough. So any way to improve the system is worth talking about. We had a conversation with the government some years ago about presumed consent, and I basically told the the government, I didn't think we were ready at that point because there's other higher priorities. For example, you know, having a donation culture within the critical care community that, that were something we had to focus on. So that was a conversation a few years ago, but the Premier specifically brought this back to our program in August and said, I'd really like this to happen. I think it's important to do what we can do. Is it possible? So we started a six-month conversation around how we would do that and whether we'd be able to, and here we are. We've, it's driven by the Premier's interest, but it's possible because the program supports this kind of an intervention to help the patients in Nova Scotia to get better health care. And what was the organ donation rate uh, when this all, when this discussion all started? We had uh, about 20 donors per million, roughly. For the last decade, we've been roughly 20 donors per million, which is pretty well the highest rate in the country until the last few years when several provinces have, including BC, have started to be much more successful. And as they were getting more successful, our numbers actually dropped. And so we wanted to improve our system. Right. So do you know why that was? Like, was it just lack of awareness, do you think? Were people not thinking about it? Why our numbers dropped? Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, it was it was that we know that there's interventions that are being successful that we had not been able to bring on board. For example, we had critical care focused on donation within Halifax, but we hadn't been able to support that 
more broadly in, in the province. We had some coordinators, but we couldn't truly support the entire province. And uh, there are things like that that, that we thought led to a drop in our donation at the same time that provinces who were investing in those things were seeing real success. So we wanted to get presumed consent legislation as as part of a a process to move forward. But in order to be able to bring the legislation on board, we have a commitment to essentially reboot the whole donation program that will include things like donation physicians and those coordinators we talked about. Right. So what what do you think this will do, Dr. Bede, like for the waiting list for somebody who's been waiting for a transplant? Well, we're hoping that we will be as successful as some other jurisdictions and we'd increase our our donation rate by hopefully somewhere in the 30% range. That will definitely increase the number of organs available for transplant and we will be able to meet the needs of, of quite a few more Atlantic Canadians if we do this. Do you think that would mean the end of a waiting list? I wish that were true. Uh, it won't be. The number of people who are on the wait list is still substantial. And that's why, even if we had dramatically higher numbers as a country, comparable to, say, Spain, we'd still have wait lists. But I'd like to think that they would be shorter, and uh, and, and we will work towards that goal. But getting rid of a wait list completely is a wonderful objective, but not realistic in the short term. When you do look around the world, and you mentioned Spain there, is there a jurisdiction or a country where you go, they've got it right, they're doing this right? Well, Spain is the country everyone turns to, but interestingly, they've taken that sort of Spanish model, if you will, to some other countries. And Croatia, interestingly enough, has had numbers even better than Spain. And that is a small poor country, but they've embraced the the strategies used within Spain, amongst other things, and they've seen real, real success. So uh, we've got other countries we can learn from, and we're trying to. Right. What What is it that Croatia does? What is it that Spain does that's so effective? Well, one of the key things is that they have uh, donation specialists, if you will, that are critical care trained and they're in virtually every hospital in the in the country so that you have people with expertise in every place and the process of of donation if you will becomes normalized everybody in the system knows about it thinks about it and most vast majority support it in canada that wouldn't be true there are lots of hospitals where the potential donor yeah, isn't isn't dealt with by the healthcare teams very often. So we have healthcare teams that are not familiar with the issue, right. haven't dealt with it very much, and they're uncommon events. So potential donors get missed. What has the feedback been like on this, Doctor B? Like, is everybody on board with this? <laughs> no, they are not, <laughs> and uh, and that's not a surprise. We knew there would be some people that would raise concerns, and. And we completely respect the fact that, that some people would be a, a little bit uneasy about what they perceive to be you know, government controlling their body. My response would be that, that that's absolutely not the intention. This is not government overreach. This is a, an attempt to support an opinion that most Nova Scotians actually support, 
to improve the health care for Nova Scotians and also to respect the fact that some people will have a different opinion. And so we're going to develop an opt-out registration tool. So anyone that doesn't agree with this will have the chance to register that they do not want this to happen to them. And we will definitely be respecting that. And we will be talking to families just to confirm things. So if they have a different opinion, we, we will hear their voice. But overall, it has been very positive. But there is a percent that, that have raised concerns. So will it be very easy for people to opt out? We are going to make it a point to make it culturally sensitive, user-friendly, very, very efficient from a time perspective, and available across the whole province. It's very important that we don't just have a tool, we have a tool that, that works. So, yes, absolutely. So what is the timeline like for this then, Dr. Bede? When do you think this might all be put into place? We're going to work hard to have it in roughly a year but it may take up to 18 months because we do have some work to do before it becomes proclaimed. Okay, so you and by then, maybe other provinces will have joined you. Well, I know it's been a conversation across the country for a long, long time. So perhaps my suspicion is that, like any jurisdiction that brings on the, this on board, the commitment to do so will be followed by one or two years of work before it goes in place because if you don't do the groundwork Mm -hmm. the law is just words on a piece of paper you really need to have education and support for the for the uh the community at large so if bc for example were to go this way they would they'd have to put the time in as well all right well we'll see what happens with this dr bead thank you so much for your time no problem. Appreciate that. That's Dr. Stephen Bede, the medical director for Nova Scotia's organ donation program.